Welcome to Monday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. We are going to talk about the huge bill that the Senate passed yesterday, but also something really cool is happening today. We have a brand new partner with the Morning Show Podcast. Yes, the Litter Robot. I'm so pumped. Carla Marie's going to tell you about it, but one of the reasons this is really cool is because it's something that we actually use on definitely a daily basis. Like 37 times a day, I think. I don't know what it is. So that will hit you right after Hope for Humanity. Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Monday, August 8th, 2022. The Core Four. The four headlines you need to know. After spending all of Saturday night rejecting and passing amendments, the Senate passed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 with a 51 to 50 vote. The final tally saw every single Democrat vote in favor of the bill and every Republican reject the bill. That 50-50 tie was broken by Vice President Kamala Harris. The bill is basically a huge spending package that looks to do a couple of key things. Number one, lower the cost of prescription drugs, although a measure to cap the cost of insulin for all insured Americans was removed over the weekend. Two, the bill also aims to tackle climate change by investing more than $300 billion into clean energy and climate reform, making it the largest federal clean energy investment in American history. Three, the bill is hoping to pay for all of this and reduce the national deficit by about $300 billion by implementing a 15% tax on any company making over a billion dollars and adding a 1% tax to all stock buybacks. The bill will also add funding to the IRS with the hopes of allowing the agency to go after higher earners. That part of the bill, though, has some people worried that middle-class Americans and lower earners will see more audits. Now, even though the Democrats named the bill the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 and claim it will ease the financial squeeze we've all been feeling, there is a nonpartisan congressional budget office that looks over all these sorts of things, and that office claims the bill has a negligible effect on inflation for this year and next year, meaning anyone saying it will ease inflation or add to it is probably positioning themselves for re-election instead of providing solid facts. Now that the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 has passed the Senate with its somewhat misleading name, it is expected to pass the House by Friday and then be signed by President Biden. A bus full of migrants arrived in New York City this weekend after departing Texas. The bus was chartered by Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who said New York is, quote, the ideal destination for these migrants who can receive the abundance of city services and housing that Mayor Eric Adams has boasted about within the sanctuary city. He also said, I hope he follows through on his promise of welcoming all migrants with open arms so that our overrun and overwhelmed border towns can find relief. Mayor Adams' office said Abbott was using human beings as political pawns and that this was a stain on the state of Texas, but that New York City will continue to accept asylum seekers with open arms. Washington, D.C. already had an influx of migrants after Abbott sent them via bus, and they are seeing a strain put on their homeless system, and New York City is beginning to experience the same as well. One man who arrived via bus from Texas to Times Square said his 3,500-mile journey from Venezuela took him nearly two months, but 2,000 of those miles only took two days because they were aboard the bus from Texas. On Friday, the White House released some pretty positive news. Job growth exceeded expectations last month. According to the Labor Department, the U.S. added over 500,000 jobs in July, which officially brings the country back to pre-pandemic employment. 
It is the largest job gain by volume in the last six months and gives the economy some much-needed good news as the stock market continues to be unpredictable, inflation continues to go up, and the interest rate was raised for a second time this year. We're not necessarily clear from our recession fears, but most experts have a much brighter outlook on the economy than they did last month. Jobs in leisure, hospitality, and healthcare led the way in American job growth. A string of murders among Muslim men in Albuquerque, New Mexico, has members of the Muslim community in the area scared to leave their homes. The most recent murder was Friday evening. Before that, it was Monday. And before that, it was July. Police believe the three are connected and are working to figure out if a murder of a Muslim man from last November may also be connected. Police believe they have a vehicle of interest and are asking the community to help with any information they may have. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. You probably know the Galapagos Islands from Schitt's Creek because Ted decides to go there to the island for a really great job. Yes. Or you might have heard about those islands from some book that Charles Darwin published back in the 1800s. Yes. Either way, scientists have reported that an iguana species from the Galapagos Islands is basically back from extinction. The Galapagos Island land iguana was last spotted on the island of Santiago over 180 years ago. But back in Darwin's days, they were all over the place. But thanks largely to the world's biggest pest, the feral pig, the iguanas were essentially wiped out. That is until recently when scientists reintroduced the legendary lizard back in their natural habitat in 2019. They actually released about 3,000 of them hoping that enough would survive in Galapagos National Park where they could reproduce and begin to repopulate the area. Thankfully, the scientists behind the reintroduction plan have announced the iguanas have indeed been surviving and reproducing, giving their project hope and showing that with some passion and science, we can not only save the planet, but reverse some of the damage that we and those stupid feral pigs have done. Um, so I guess Ted's trip was worth it then? I guess it was a huge success. Wow. Yeah. Thank and, you, Ted. And if uh, you haven't watched It's Creek, what are you waiting for? Even if you're not a cat parent, you might want to pass this info along to any cat parent in your life. Get a litter robot. If you've been on the fence and weren't really sure because you didn't know of anyone else who had one, I am here to tell you it's life-changing. And if you don't know what a litter robot is, it's a self-cleaning litter box that essentially sifts out your cat's waste and all their little clumps and deposits it into a clump drawer. I have four cats and I never have to scoop litter. It's amazing. We got the Litter Robot 3 back in November and it was awesome, but we recently upgraded to the Litter Robot 4 and we love it just as much and even more. My favorite feature, other than the fact that it helps odor control and I don't have to scoop, is within the app. I can actually see the weight of the cat that used the litter robot and what time they use it. And it's so, so helpful for being able to know your pet's habits for health reasons, especially when you have more than one cat because it's hard to tell if everyone is using the bathroom regularly. I swear by our litter robot four and the cats love it because their litter is always clean and they're not waiting for me to clean it. I put a link in the description of this episode so you can check out both the litter three and the litter four and I linked it at the morningshowpodcast.com where you can see the reel that I made this weekend of us using the litter robot. Think quick. 
It's Two Second Tunes. Before we get into today's theme for Two Second Tunes, we have some very special guests, Carla Marie, that I believe deserve an introduction. Yeah, we have the mastermind behind Seattle Cocktail Club, Amy, here with us this morning. Good morning, Amy. Hello. And then also with her is her partner, Jeff, here with us today. You may know him in our Twitch chat as DJ Synth. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Now, you roped Amy into doing this, even though we work with her like almost every day. She was like, I'm not doing it, but you got her to do this. So Amy is reluctantly here today. Uh, so thank you, Jeff, for that. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Now, since Amy does run Seattle Cocktail Club, I thought it would only be appropriate for all of the songs today in two second tunes to be about drinks or drinking. That is it. OK. All right, that is the, the only clue that you are going to get for today's songs. And. You got some old songs, some new songs, some rap, some country, some pop, all of it, all over the place. But the one thing keeping them together is they're about drinks and drinking. Who do you think now, Amy, is going to win? I think this is going to be a hot morning mess (laughs) because I don't think either of us are going to be good at this game. So it is, if, is, have you ever had both people get zero points? No, no, it's been close, but it's never been zero. It might happen today. All right, let's do it. A boy can dream. All right. <laughs> Carla Marie, who is going first? Jeff is going to go first. Jeff, here is your first two second tune. Uh, no clue on artist. Uh, maybe shots. Maybe shots. Well, you got to give us uh, uh, just shots. Just shots. <laughs> just one. Yeah. One word. One shots. Okay. Well. For one shots, you get one point. Yay! Because even though they do say that word a lot, it is just shots, and it's by LMFAO and Little John. So uh, you did get one point. So our dream of two contestants with zero has been already dashed. Damn. Amy, we pivot over to you. Here is your two-second tune. Red, red wine. By I have no idea. <laughs> red red wine by someone is correct. Yeah. Carla Marie, do you know who sings this? Uh, it's UB40. UB40. UB40 would have that, been Amy? the correct answer. But good news for you guys. Both of you have Woo! one point. No Yay. chance of being in the zeros club because we do not deduct points. And I should have said this earlier. Amy does get one fake point for wearing her You Look Great hoodie. Yay. <laughs> there we go. Now, it doesn't count. I'm glad it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into round two, back over to Jeff. These rounds obviously are going to get harder. Here is your two second tune. Uh, tequila. And I'm going to say Pee Wee Herman because I remember seeing him dance to <laughs> tequila, but that's it. That's a good well, guess. Right. You will get one point because the song is tequila. Tequila. And it is by a 50s group called yeah. The Champs. The song is so old. I didn't realize how old the song was. I thought it was like a 70s song. No. I don't know. Congratulations on your one point, Jeff, taking the lead back. And we pivot back over to Amy. Amy, here is your two second tune. Yeah. 50 Cent at the club? 50 Cent at the club is incorrect. Zero points. It does go back to Jeff. You can steal one or two points if you know the answer. I'm going to steal zero points and go with I don't know the song title and DMX. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Also incorrect, Carla Marie. It is Jaquan Tipsy. I had this on my MP3 player back in the day. I think this was a ringback tone. Oh, at one point I bet. For me. One of those. Remember ringback tones? Yep. Wow. Moving into round three. Carla Marie, what is the score? Uh, Jeff has two and Amy is trailing, but not too far behind with one. All right. Still anyone's game. Jeff, here in round three is your two second tune. Um, and we can't hear the two second tune again, can we? You cannot. Just two seconds. Otherwise, it would be two seconds with an option of four. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go Dr. Dre, and I don't know the song name. Dr. Dre, and you don't know the song name. Well, yeah. although they are very closely tied, that is incorrect, which means, oh. Amy, you can steal one or two points here. See, the problem here is I don't know song names, okay. and let's be honest, I don't know artists either, but I'm going to take a stab at it. And is it Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice? Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Gin and Juice, two points. Well done. And that pulls Amy into the lead, but the yeah. game is not over yet. Amy, you still have your last two-second tune in round three, which means if you get one point here, that's it. You're today's winner. However, if you get zero points, Jeff can tie or win by stealing your points from this round. And before oh we get into goodness. it, uh, what have you guys wagered on today's game? We are going to London in the fall, and we're going to go to dinner at this place that started in 1727 as the Society of Steaks. Ooh. What? And the winner gets treated to dinner at the Society of Steaks. How, how much could a dinner cost that sound, at the Society of Steaks? Yeah, it sounds expensive. Well, I guess it depends on who wins. <laughs> If I win, it's going to cost a lot more than if Jeff wins. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's, for that's you. That's not fair at all. Hopefully for you, Amy, you win. Here is your final <laughs> two-second tune in round three. Brass Monkey, Beastie Boys. Brass Monkey, no? Beastie Boys for all the steak you can eat. <laughs> in London. Two points. Brass Monkey. And the win. Well, after trailing, after trailing the entire game, Amy comes back in round three with four points. That was impressive. Thank you. you. Give her the all the points. There you go. There you go. Amy, tell people about Seattle Cocktail Club. Obviously, we can do that, but it's your company. So tell people about it and how they can find all the fun things. Oh, wow. Seattle Cocktail Club is a group of cocktail enthusiasts. And you can become a member and we will provide you with great events, um, tastings, some of them virtual, some of them in real life, and give you some education on all things cocktail. It's a really great way to meet new people, drink new things, and have some fun. And go. actually, you guys are doing an event together somewhat soon, right, Carlamar? Yes. Uh, we're going to be teaching a techniques class. And by we, I mean Amy's going to be teaching the class and I'm just going to be there doing things and asking questions. Cool. So we'll share all that information, but it's all at seattlecocktailclub.com. Well, thank you guys very much. And one last time, Woo! congratulations, Amy, on your thank come you. from behind win. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Okay, this story is really weird. Freaks me out, but it's also cool at the same okay. time. Scientists have found use for dead spiders. 
So it's okay to kill spiders then? No, because you can't squish them. Oh, okay. A study shows that spider corpses have useful tool-like applications, which can be used to pick up tiny pieces of electronic equipment. So think when they are putting together something like maybe an iPhone, right? And all those little pieces that go inside, they're going to maybe use dead spiders huh. one day. I'll explain. Scientists can control a dead spider's legs by inserting a syringe into its body and injecting it with a small amount of air to make the spider's legs extend. And then once they relax to a closed state, they can hold objects, and those objects can weigh up to 130% of the spider's mass. They're basically turning dead spiders into claw machines from arcades. The claw. Yeah, just like that. And if you're wondering, well, why can't engineers and scientists just use equipment to pick up tiny pieces? Most things that are known as extension grabbers only have four fingers, which spiders have eight legs. So they can grab better. But those things are often made out of metal, which can scratch or damage delicate objects often used in this situation. So this is great news unless you're an engineer that has arachnophobia. It's Monday, which means we are going to be on Twitch today, and there are two main things that I've got to talk about. One is I actually got to see Carla Marie doing her first game at Lumen Field, where she is the in-game host for the Seattle Seahawks, and I have some rare footage of Carla Marie and her first ever hit at the stadium. But the other thing I want to talk about today is how I majorly, and accidentally, obviously, embarrassed myself on Saturday night. Literally one of the most embarrassing moments that I've put myself in. So we're going to talk about all of that today. All you've got to do is go to twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony. If you've got the Twitch app, you can just open up the app and search for Carla Marie and Anthony. We go live at 8 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, 11 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. So we hope to see you in the chat. Twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. It was just announced that James Franco will be playing Fidel Castro in a new movie called Alina of Cuba, but people are pissed because James Franco isn't Cuban or Latino at all. Which I totally understand and I agree with, but I did see a side-by-side picture of Franco and Fidel, and it's like weird how much he looks like a young Fidel. And also there are images of him now where you can actually see the fact that James Franco looks like Fidel Castro, but... There could have been plenty of people who were made to look like Fidel Castro and actually had Cuban roots and played him in this movie. But Fidel's daughter, Alina, who is the main focus of the movie, has spoke out in support of James Franco playing Fidel Castro. She also said the project is almost entirely Latino, both in front and behind the camera. So maybe her opinion, considering she is family and it is a movie basically about her, maybe her opinion holds more weight than any of ours because my opinion means nothing. I would use family loosely because she was one of his biggest critics. So we'll see. But the movie is expected to start filming next Monday in Columbia. Dane Cook made it into the headlines this weekend. And if you don't know who Dane Cook is... In the early 2000s, probably the comedian of comedians. Yeah, I, like, I went to like see him live when I was in high school. Like, I loved him. Yeah, I had two of his CDs back yes. when you would buy like a comedy <laughs> CD. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, why is this guy in the headlines? He proposed to his girlfriend of five years mm-hmm. over the weekend, which might sound really warm and fuzzy. However, his girlfriend is 23 years old. Dane Cook is 50. And it's not the age gap that's weird. It's not. But if you remember, I said that they had been dating for five years. Uh, 23 minus five 
is 18, which led a lot of people to wonder, well, how close to her turning 18 did they actually meet? And it turns out Dan Cook used to throw these like game nights yes. at his house in L.A. Some celebrities would be there, but oftentimes there were younger women at these game nights. Like, And it turns young. out his girlfriend was at one of them when she was 17. His now fiance, I should say, was at one of his game nights when she was 17 years old. I went down this rabbit hole mm -hmm. of all of his game nights and like, First of all, that's a lot of game nights that this guy's having. It Second, is. there's like 40 people. You can't play games of 40 people. Like, I don't know. Something shady's going on. It's actually creeping me out. And it makes me sad because I really liked him. Yeah, regardless of the amount of game nights or the amount of people at them. Right. The creepy thing is the amount of 17 and 18-year-old girls uh, that have been discovered at these game nights over years. Yeah. So we'll see what uh, shakes out here. But I don't think a lot of people believe that Dane Cook met this woman on her 18th birthday and no. didn't fall in love a day or two before or a year before Ugh. what's trending the thing you didn't know you needed until carla marie told you about it if you want to be a total nerd i have a book recommendation so this is not for nerd news no this is what's trending yes okay it's called carnal knowledge a navel gazer's dictionary of anatomy etymology and trivia navel like the navy no, like your belly button, which is why you need to read this book. Okay. I haven't gotten to the part, though, as to why it's called the navel yet, but okay. I'll find out. So this whole book is essentially a glossary explaining every single part of the human body and where it got its name, hmm. including slang words for the body. Okay. And it's done in a lighthearted comedic way. And I can't wait to whip out my new facts as party tricks. Okay, well, share with the class. What do you got? Okay, so you, Anthony... Got a little bit confused with the legs. You thought they were called yams, remember? Yeah, I thought when people were like talking about like leg day, they, they were like working on their yams. No, but it's, it's gams. Gams. Okay. And I was like, well, where did gams come from? So yeah. in this book, you learn things like that. And gam comes from the French word for leg, which is jam. Huh. So jam and j like, and yeah, gam. okay. And gams is like and an Americanized version, I guess. It walked you through why we call things what we call them. And it's just so interesting. So I put a link to the book below and at themorningshowpodcast.com. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. I listen to With Carla Marie and Anthony. Since we used to be on the radio, follow me here for a second. Okay. Hey, thanks for checking into the Morning Show Podcast. Today's show is uh, dedicated to a very special person. I'm not going to talk like that, but it goes to April in Bremerton. I got to meet her this weekend, uh, my first time at Lumen Field being a game day host for the Seahawks, and she was right up against – she was like first row, mm -hmm. and she's like, hey – Carla Marie, you look great. And I was like, oh my God, hi. And I went over to her and I started talking to her and she's like, seriously, the morning show podcast gets me through every morning. So thank you for doing it. I was like, no, thank you for listening. So you didn't like my old school overnight no. radio jock dedication? Absolutely not. What if that's something we did all the time? If I started and I was like, played some cheesy music, maybe a little saxophone. Okay. I was like, hey, welcome to the morning show podcast right now. We've got a dedication going out to Samantha in New Jersey. I don't know. Uh, there's definitely a Samantha listening from New Jersey who's like, oh, was that me? Well, yes, it was. our friend Sam is listening uh, as well. You know, probably not. She's the worst. <laughs> uh, for real, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Wherever you listen, however you listen, we appreciate it. And of course, thank you very much to Jason Burrows, Lauren Ray, and Mike Meredith. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show Podcast. Catch Carla Marie and Anthony live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony.